today's conspiracy theories, tomorrow's headlines. Most are still asleep and I ain't talking about no bedtime. The truth is not a Google search, you need to get your head right. The Greek goddess of illusion was called Media and I. I'm not a coincidence theorist, I look for thread lines. Smashing every deadline, no longer smashing red wine. Though I can hear the bells chime, it feels like the end times. That probably should have been smashed on uh. red wine But the carnal mind is foolish Obey and end up ghoulish Don't get used by instinct Take control and learn to use it Make a load of earnest music Earn a few quid, learn a few tricks Sure the truth is persecuted This whole world is pure abusive Know a bit about everything and everything about nothing Figure out my noggin while you picture out shopping You sit about watching while I dish it out Stop it, I don't mean to sound cocky I'm not even proud of it It's a second dish to me Just to be out honest I don't even need to sound honest Never been about profit Everything but out on it You can bet your house on it Doubt I'll be out for the count when the sound and I'm down for the beat, no beat down I mean how long's it been, help me out I've been the only one who's helped me down All in the mind, hell freeze now Still sick with it, healthy how Few bars down and the well freaked out I don't reach out, I seek out to speak out I'ma recount the reasons they beat out Right on. Ooh. Good morning, everybody. Yes, that was the intro to my podcast first. Uh, let me know how it is, like, in the comments. Um, man, I had a song from a man named D. Maroney. Hey, shout out to him. Thanks for letting me use it. And I just put together a bunch of random clips. I mean, honestly, it's kind of like amateur level, but... Hey, whatever, dude. Everything in this world is kind of amateur level these days. We get it. <laughs> um, <laughs> look at the news. Anyways, look at us. Really, don't look at the news. Now, hey, welcome, everybody. Good morning again. This is um, Queen Kush 509, and she is a cannabis cultivator from Washington State. Actually, my first cannabis cultivator interview from Washington State, so congratulations. And now... I've been smoking on this flower for a couple months, and it's pretty nice, honestly. Uh, it has all the right terpenes. It has all the right natural feel. It's pretty amazing. But um, here, let me go ahead and let you explain a little bit more about your company, if you would, and uh, yourself, if you, if you could. Mm -hmm. Hi, I'm Nicole. I've been doing this about um, five years. Um, my husband and I own two farms now. Um, we have three daughters. Um, we mainly grow sun grown full term outdoor, though we have one light deb greenhouse that we get three cycles out of, which is our Queen Kush brand. We have Marprod, which is our sun grown, and we have Busty Buds that we just released this year. So we're really excited about that. Awesome. Cool. Is there um a difference between the companies? Um I've, I've smoked actually both of those Marprod and Busty Buds. They're both mm -hmm. amazing flowers. The strings are grade A. You know, honestly, they're um, they're like OG level mm -hmm. strains. Because, I mean, I smoke with people who are a little bit more OG level. And they they tell me, you know, they they instruct me on the genetics and the lineages. And, mm -hmm. and um, it's pretty fascinating. So uh, 
is there a difference particularly that you have between those companies? Not really. You know, we just grow certain strains at Busty Buds than we do at Marprot to differentiate, but they're pretty much grown in the same method. They go directly into native soil and are just grown straight from there. Cool. Um, native soil, is there anything in, in particular that you... Um, we are on Washington State land, so this is prime agriculture land. Absolutely. Um, are you guys near like, um, like actual like older specific fields or something that you, you yes. know of? Um, our family owns um, quite a bit of farmland. It's been handed down for like four or five generations, wheat farmers. So we are in the middle of our um, main crop ag land. So it it was uh, previously a dry land wheat field. Awesome. Yeah, we sectioned it out and made it a weed field. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, is there any hope of going into hemp, maybe? You know, um, no. No, no. Is that, that's, a, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother beast. Eh? That's a whole nother beast. Yeah, yeah, we haven't heard uh, people having too much success with it um around in our area there's just a surplus of it right um i mean i hear you there's just there's a lot of hemp mm -hmm. uh, it, it's it's just a good thing um so what what strains do you have and what strains are you um working with right now i'm super excited um we got some new strains that um we just started light stepping um four weeks ago for our first cycle of the year um really excited we have layer cake we have blueberry scone number one stunna um raunchy runts white runts buck and runts and pink lemonade wow wow that's a pretty fascinating menu um mm -hmm. so i've heard of most of those are some of those actually curated by you and created by you or are all of those um, from somewhere else? I, I, haven't, I haven't heard of all of those. Yeah, no, I haven't um, curated any of those. Um, They're all purchased within the 502. Awesome. Now, are are you turning these all? Are these all going to be so outdoor sun-grown? Sun these are all in the flower greenhouse. Um should be harvested in five weeks. So they'll be going into our Queen Kush line. Wow. Awesome. Now, mm -hmm. now that's amazing. Um, particularly, can, can you break down a few of these strains? Do you know a bit more about some of these strains from reviewers that we, uh, you can, you know, talk about like what each of this, we, each of the rut strain is um, as far as hybrid and indica hybrid and hybrid uh, sativa or um, what the lineages are. Yeah. These strains are all new to me. This is the first time I will be growing and flowering them. I know that the number one stunna I did my research, it's turning a really pretty velvety purple. It is um, velvet crossed with rosé. So I'm really excited to see that one. Um, it sounds white, amazing. Yeah, the white runs is going to look like um, a sativa. It grows like super straight up, tight node structure so far. And the raunchy runs and bucking runs look 
pretty identical. So it'll be interesting to see the um, the nose profile on those. I sure love the sativa. Um, honestly, I haven't found too great of sativas up here in the Northwest. So mm -hmm. as far as, you know, the last that I've heard in some particular cases, more sativa, more sativa uh, flower grows better down south where there's more mm -hmm. sun. You know, yeah. and then indica leaning flowers grow better in the north. Mm -hmm. um, but honestly, I would I would love to try the sativa out still. It sounds awesome. Sounds like a mm -hmm. really uh top tier strain, I guess. Right? Yeah. Yeah. They'll be exclusively available. Our Queen Kush is only at Yakima Weed Co. Wow. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now that's even more fascinating for my viewers at home in the local Yakima mm -hmm. Valley. Um, go ahead and pick you up some from Yakima Weed Co. Shout out Yakima Weed Co. By the way, mm -hmm. they run the Yakima's premium cannabis shop and, you know, probably the number one Yakima Valley cannabis shop. Mm -hmm. um, it's just honestly top tier. You go in there, all their, all their flowers amazing. And hey, mm -hmm. to be on there, right there, it, it's, it's honestly with it. Like they, they know good flower and they that's do. how I got sure flower. Uh, all mm -hmm. um, Marprod and the Busty Buzz. Um, yeah, like maybe eight different strains. We have smoked of them so far. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Pretty amazing. So yeah. um, could, could you tell me more, like how long? So you started for five years, right? Uh, have mm -hmm. you been working on these three companies for like the last five years? Or are you, um, are these something new? And are you going to continue on with... Uh, maybe using more oils and turning these to topicals, turning these to edibles, um, mm -hmm. and getting into other brands of the cannabis market that is well within the, the reach of, you know, already being recreational. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we started with Marprod in uh, 2016 and it worked well our first year. Um, we had, um, a really successful grow, still learning. Um, that was my my pretty much first introduction into growing my own pot. I had one um, OG guy help me out and kind of show me the ropes, and then he was gone, and everything has been trial and error, research online, books, everything. Um, and then shortly after that, we built our greenhouse, and then we started offering Queen Kush. And then just last year was our first year... Um, buying another uh, farm and being Busty Buds. We plan to bring on a couple other brands, um, branch out. We recently started doing joints to offer something else. Um, I don't know if we're going to do infused joints yet, but we're just starting out with that. We cannot um, do our own extraction in Adams County. They don't allow for any kind of um, solvent-based extraction. So, we so can't there is no oil makers in Adams County? Correct. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Jeez, these days. Anyways, all right. Know. Sorry. Continue on. <laughs> yeah. So that's what um, we have to offer so far. But I'm always looking to introduce something else. Um, I just haven't found that perfect niche yet. But I'm looking. I'd like to be original, um, unique, boutique is what I kind of started out with. I wanted to be boutique kind of cannabis with my um, with my Queen Kush brand anyways. Right on, right on. Um, that sounds awesome. Greenhouse is is very 
very nice. I, I, I've been in the greenhouse many times and it's just a nice feeling. Um, you, you really get the full sense of the plants and mm -hmm. that's pretty amazing. So I've heard you along with Growcast. Is there, um, do you use any type of farming methods that are quite unique that you could share with my viewers at home that you might be a little bit different than, you know, some of these, um, bigger companies that just go all out with their farming methods and don't really tend to them maybe on a local scale like you might mm -hmm. um we do kind of a blend um as we're located in you know an agriculture community and my husband has the background of ag we do do some like big ag things where we bring the tra tractor in and till the ground um we've done um not a cover crop but a um something similar to that where we plant um wheat and then in the spring we after we've already cropped um we've done october and everything's out of the field we'll till up the field we'll plant some winter wheat and then come spring we will disc it back up in order to replace some of the nutrients that were lost it's called replacing green matter so we do that that's a little different um but the rest of our cultivation is done um by hand yeah wow wow so you um you pretty much do hand farming for most of your flowers for everything for everything mm -hmm. wow nice cool that's that's a great thing you know uh, machines kind of cut up a lot of stuff and kind of kill the vibe of the flower sometimes i would say yeah yeah <laughs> so. um so are you going to continue on with the same outdoor strains uh, that you had? And could you share some of these outdoor strains with my viewers um, that you've already been growing? And mm -hmm. Yes, from um, the second year we've had, um, the second year of growing, we've had the same strains, but I recently decided to change it all up, which is kind of dangerous because you don't know what they're going to do outside. You could grow this plant um, indoors, you know, in my greenhouse and it can turn out fabulous or you can grow it um, in a pot outside and it does fabulous. But the time that you actually put it in the soil, it doesn't take to it and you get, you know, as opposed to getting 13 pounds off of this plant in the fall, you only get five. And it's a, so it's a dramatic gamble deciding what you're going to put in the field. So, so many years I've played it safe and kept the same ones like Blackberry Bubba Kush for my Indica, Bubblegum for my hybrid, um, Jaeger for my more Sativa hybrid, Animal Cookies hybrid, Platinum Animal Cookies. So it's a lot of mix of hybrids or Indica hybrids because it's so hard to take a Sativa full term out here because of the cold snap they need that you know 10 weeks and we don't usually get that so um so this year will be um a big gamble on the strains because i let go of quite a bit of those strains so i'm kind of nervous <laughs> and are, are you going to be um maybe changing them up pretty soon too uh in the near future or are you pretty set with what you have at the moment um, I, you are right. Uh, it is mm -hmm. definitely hard to find a very 
good strain to grow in our environment and our climate mm -hmm. up here in the north and yeah um, yeah as we know washington state has about five seasons you know we got the normal four seasons and the fifth mm -hmm. season is a random day every day of the year that could be yeah. any type of weather <laughs> mm -hmm. so yeah um it is it's pretty hard um i definitely do feel that um it's really i'm, I'm asked to to find that like a higher genetic strain um are I, I really do enjoy the strains that you have right now. So some of these mm -hmm. are very old, old lineages. I've smoked some mm -hmm. bubble cushes, um, some cherry, cherry kush, um, cherry pie. I mean, that's a, and, you know, nice medical strain too. Um, mm -hmm. Some of the blueberry, I think blueberry. Um, nice. What, what are you looking for in, in the future? And I think, um, I think I'd like to. Yeah. What are you looking for in the future? Sorry. Um, I did like a small test run of blueberry scone. So I think that will kind of replace my maybe blackberry bubba kush. You know, I, I think this year will be um, a change it all and then see how it goes. And then I'll keep like mothers of my main strains, but I just won't mass produce them like I usually do in the field. So I have something that I'll trade for each for each one, like for my other hybrid will probably be um, Purple Punch instead of Animal Cookies. Um, trying to think of what else. I just got Pancakes, and I'm hoping that one will be a really good hit outside because it's got nice um, fan leaf structure. So. And what is, what is Pancakes? Um, I don't know the lineage of that one, but everything um, I've been told about it is it smells like um, it has a mapley sweet, like blueberry smell. And it's just been, I've heard it's just been really, really great. So I was totally intrigued by the, the smell on it. And, and you guys are, you guys are growing in Othello, right? Yes. What, um, because when you grow flowers, it also depends on the environment and the agriculture around. So what type of agriculture is around Othello, by the way? Um, right around us, we have wheat, obviously. Um, there is seed corn. There's potatoes, um, peas, and beans. And mint. Yes, mint. Mint is quite quite a bit around my area not throughout othello but in my area nice so you get, you get a lot of strong mint aromas yes yes it's wow. pretty nice yeah that wakes you up um mm -hmm. mint with your tea and cannabis tea Ooh, yeah that's probably a good thing try to make some cannabis tea that's probably a good yeah. idea mm -hmm, I, that is, good. Is, is that actually state legal uh, i've seen it i've seen you can make um cannabis coffee so i'm sure you can make mm -hmm. cannabis tea yeah, I think I have seen a couple um, in stores, their little tea bags. Oh, nice. No, that would mm -hmm. be a smart idea, too. There mm -hmm. you go. That's a good yeah. idea. Yeah, that might be the next one. <laughs> so, so you said you have some infused joints. Um, are, are you actually doing that with all your strains, or is that just particularly only for uh, your greenhouse flower? Um, right now it's just our sun grown flower, but I do believe I'd like to add, um, 
the greenhouse flower um, into our joints and probably have them be a more premium as it is our greenhouse. More premium with um, either like a gold um, paper or um, flavored paper or something. I haven't quite figured it out so yet. What do you infuse them with if you if you don't if you can't make your own oil? Oh, I have it um, toll processed or um, split processed with a local farmer to uh, Benton County where they can extract. Oh, sweet, cool! You mm -hmm. you, you run through some of the Benton County oil makers. Mm -hmm. Cool. How how's that work? Is is that uh, a tough process? And or do they not is too bad? Like you know, it can be whether you um, have good relationship with with people around you and, you know, can trust it goes both ways. Um, but I have a pretty good relationship with the, um, with the processors that I work with. Right on. I mean, as far as running it through the state, is, is there still, you know, do you have to go through some, some type of, uh, state like certification that, you know, allows that? And is that pretty much a, a tough process or? Yeah, I believe so, as I don't have the processor license to do that, if that's what you're asking, to make oil. Oh, yes. No, so, no, I'm, um, no, I, I, sometimes I see, like, cross, cross, um, cross companies, like, do collaborations, so I, th I thought oh. that's what, I thought yeah, maybe that, that's my fault, that's, that's what I, that's what Yeah, I no worries, um. No, it hasn't been a collaboration, though we've done um, collaborations in the past where I um, grow certain strains for the processor and then it's and then they go and process it and make it into oil. And it's just a partnership in that way. But there hasn't there's no um, anything to do with uh, the state and trying to do any kind of. Right. I know. Okay, cool. So, yeah. So you haven't done any collabs yet. Um, are you looking for any collaborations and any. Are you interested in, you know, anything yeah, in the market that's, that's um, coming soon? This, maybe you have a little bit more in-depth uh, knowledge as far as, uh, mm -hmm. you know, some of the news. Um, is there anything that you are looking forward to changing and evolving with into in, in the future? As far as, you know, the Safe Banking Act, is that, is that even uh, involved with you? Like, because I know 10 years ago, so... If you were um, a, a grower at home, you mm -hmm. could sell to other medical people who just came to your house about. Um, yeah. So that, I don't know, maybe the same banking act would have helped then. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah, maybe. How, how do you feel about the, you know, the future of future of cannabis? Mm -hmm. I'm pretty um, optimistic and hopeful. I, I think that we're finally getting um, enough attention to get the protection that we need, you know, with all the, the retail robberies and stuff, being able to have this safe banking at, um, it's going to help tremendously. And I think just um, it being more normalized, it, it's coming along. And so I'm, I'm really optimistic for that. And um, it's like, finally about damn time that they're realizing that we need these kinds of protections and um, agencies around us to back us up. Right, right on. It, it's definitely, um, it's definitely well needed. It's been a problem. Mm -hmm. And I mean, okay, so does that even um, 
involve you? Can't like the are are you gonna be able to start banking with? Um, are you, yeah, are you gonna be able to start banking with banks? Like um, with your company, is, would that help? Yeah, fortunately, as um, we are not a retailer, we've been able to get a um, a bank account through certain um, credit unions across the state. There's only a handful of them that uh, will take you on. Um, so we've been fortunate for that, being able to use that banking. Um, however, uh, the bank is not local to us. We have to drive an hour to get to the bank. And originally... Um, when I was receiving any kind of money or moving any kind of money with my personal to the business, our bank threatened, um, our personal bank threatened to um, shut us down if we, you know, kept using that. The only way that you can um, receive money from a cannabis um, company is if it's your only source of income, your source of income. So that's how we're able to pay our employees with our business checking. But, um, other than that, we're, we're kind of not, it's not allowed. It's kind of ridiculous. I'd like to be able to bank in my town. <laughs> yeah, it it's, shouldn't be a problem um, at yeah. all, man. They make so much regulations. It makes mm -hmm. us like go crazy sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so um, in, in the future of the market, we probably, we'll probably see a lot more um, ease with, the trans and the, the sale and transportation of like cross state um, and maybe cross country and cross continent. Mm -hmm. Is that something that you might maybe hopeful for? I look, I'm not yeah. saying go Amazon on me and you know, go do a <laughs> delivery, but Hey, yeah. you know, it's probably something new that, you know, um, a lot a of people might be in, interested in and, there might be a lot of like early investors looking out for people who look for mm -hmm. cross continent or cross country marketing. Cause I know mm -hmm. here, you know, here soon, it's just going to be so um, common, like maybe, you know, within five to 10 years, mm -hmm. maybe, maybe so who knows five to 15, 15 where it's just going to yeah. be worldwide. And it, like all the mm -hmm. laws are going to be broken on it. Maybe, who know, maybe even sooner. It, yeah. It's just, it's just, change so quickly already that we can see mm -hmm. that it's going to change even faster. Yeah. I'm definitely excited for that. I know I have family um, back East in Massachusetts that, you know, came and visited the farm and wish that, you know, they could buy our stuff instead of having to, you know, buy it, buy it in their local. So I would love to be able to, you know, sell um, across States as well as I have, you know, family in Idaho and California it would be great. I look forward to that as opposed to being just, um, just able to sell it to 400 retailers and there's 700 some growers all you know, vying for these spots in stores. Right. Right. And so now let's bring this back. So when, when we, when all that comes to play, um, as far as your lineage is like, are you particularly trying to do anything? Because I know these terpenes are perfect. Like, uh, amazing, like the terpenes mm -hmm. on some of the blackberry cushions and the bubble cushions. Yeah, it, it's they're nice. Like, um, I've I smoke them and like it's raw, real flower. It's mm -hmm. not all filled with pesticides, like more than 50, about 50% of the yeah. flower out there in the market, yeah. which is just ridiculous. Um, mm -hmm. so, um, is there anything that particularly that you're like trying to go for or 
that you like want to see because um i've spoken with heart and soil founder mm-hmm. brett and he likes to go for land races and you mm-hmm. know it's definitely a good thing to really um get yourself involved in like a certain um pathway in, in the market like right. is there anything that you're you're particularly going for and is there anything mm-hmm. like you're like a, a path that you're trying to carve or is, is it kind of just like you're trying to go with the flow because either way mm-hmm. it's it's an awesome it's an awesome company an awesome awesome flower i just want to know a bit more or, and, and share with the viewers um that way they can get a little bit more of a feel mm-hmm. with you know the little bit uh inside of um trading and tra- of a cannabis mm-hmm. growing Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Um, you know, as for finding um, certain like, you know, like land races, you really only um, you're stuck to finding somebody else in the 502 community who has it and is willing to sell you trade you these strains. So I, I look for connections all across the state and I've made some really, really good um, partnerships with other growers in trading and um, cultivating and um, really developing some of the strains and, you know, stay in touch with people who, you know, brought in seeds that they can, um, you know, from who knows the eighties, the nineties, two thousands, they've been collecting them along the way because they were former growers as I, I was not. So I try to keep in touch with these people who are growing these more land races or they have these exotic um, strains or strains that they've created themselves and try to, you know, watch them, because I don't really have the facility to be able to um, to find my own genetics or breed my own. I don't have that facility or um, necessarily that much time to dedicate to it as I'm kind of a one-man show here. But um, I do plan on um, bringing on a brand that is dedicated to old-school strains like um, GDP, um, Canisoo, um, some of these older Ooh. ones that um, I haven't seen too much of but were around when i first started and had been you know old school when i first started so i'd like to do that as well as um you know keep my originals in on the back burner and then have you know like other um the real og strains that'd be nice you know Mm -hmm. og kush um yeah i personally love train wreck and some headbands those were some of my favorites to grow and um like lemon haze and those mm-hmm. old school hazes you know the strawberry haze yeah all right okay yeah you know those og strains you definitely mm-hmm. can't go wrong because um mm-hmm. they definitely put on a nice well-balanced vibe where it doesn't break mm-hmm. down into a, a a smaller peculiar flavor like a lot of these you know um names do or you know, some mm-hmm. of these names do not a lot. Some of these names do. Um, yeah. So the OG flavors are really, mm, they're really the right feel, funk, mm-hmm. and grow too. Because when you grow them, um, OG Kush, particularly when you grow it, like it has aromas that are just uh, like levitating. Like you'll mm-hmm. you'll nearly levitate from it and it won't like yeah. sedate you and, and hit you in the face the wrong way with a with that funky, you know, too, you know, uh, maybe bitter smell sometimes, funky. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, um, 
Yeah. It even it even looks it even looks different. Like it's because the strains have had so many mm, times in the soil mm-hmm. over the years that they've grown a peculiar look, you know, a peculiar yeah. vibe, a peculiar frequency, however we want to put it, the DNA structure. Mm-hmm. And yeah, these OG strains are definitely where they're at. Um yeah. So I, I appreciate that. That's definitely a, a an A, like an A grade mm-hmm. in the market. And yeah. all my viewers at home, you know, if you see things like that, it's definitely a bonus because you know mm-hmm. you're not smoking no booth strain. Um, right. The strain that's gonna leave you high for like an hour. Cause like sometimes mm-hmm. these strains will leave you high for about an hour. Yeah, they mm-hmm. taste good, they hit you. But, like, you just kind of need to smoke them a little bit more, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you don't need to do that with all the strains that are right. out there. Well, when you have some OG strains that have had time to really get the nice DNA cultivation over the years, you mm-hmm. get a strong high that's been able to be that way for many years people mm-hmm. people smoke it over and over because like they know that it's uh an older strain that that people love to curate yeah yeah um is og kush common i mean i mean as far as uh an i older, haven't seen it in like a long an heirloom time og kush or, mm-hmm. or, or the og kush is nowadays kind of mm-hmm. um too mixed yeah, um, the last time I grew it, it wasn't OG Kush. I um, I was really disappointed when I I had grown it um, two years ago, and I was like, "This is not OG Kush. It didn't smell like it. Didn't taste like it. Didn't grow like it." So, you got to be careful out there. Um, you know, like I I know that it's going to take me a bit to build up my OG strain, um, you know, bank here because it took me two and a half years just to get cherry pie. The people who had it didn't want to get rid of it. They didn't want anybody else to have it. Whereas when I first came on the market, cherry pie was everywhere. Everybody had cherry pie. Everybody had um, Agent Orange. Oh, yeah, I smoked that. Yeah, so I haven't seen those in forever. ACDC, um, headband. I still see that a little bit. I haven't seen that in a long time. There's some headband out there, but I haven't seen that one. Don't see headband or train wreck, and it's... Just so appalling because those yeah. strains have a peculiar terpene mix that mm-hmm. other strains don't. And it's just so rare that you find this because now that we understand the sciences more and we understand mm-hmm. the CBDs more and the terp and um, the cannabinoid profile, yeah, like we're really kind of getting in full understanding and um, a true sight mm-hmm. on what the human body is symbiotic with with this yes. plant and with nature and with this planet and how like okay some of these terpenes look man some of these mm-hmm. terpenes can heal you in certain ways right mm-hmm. uh, it's just a plant they say but it's not it's really yeah. not and if we mm-hmm. really break it down to a science form there's about like seven maybe ten per you know different ways this plant can really go in in different directions that heal you in different ways but it's mm-hmm. just a plant, they say. But it's really not, we know. So it's like mm-hmm. one of the greatest medicines, right? And absolutely. If if we can't get train wreck or headband over here, are we really even getting getting it right in, in the valley? <laughs> you know, I would love if 
you could bless us here in Washington State by finding that. Now, because honestly, mm -hmm. like I've been searching. Um, I smoked it about smoked both of those about ten years ago, and th those are just unique. I mean, my blue yeah. dream, yeah, it got me got me nice and creative. My my perps got me nice and chill and just ready for bed. And you know, these other flavors are nice and fruity, but there was just something mm -hmm. different about the train wreck and headband that just like mm -hmm. that just straight to your pineal gland and nearly and nearly yeah. like was right it's nearly mm -hmm. straight to your pineal gland and wow so um is there any any, any strains that you're kind of looking for any other strains that you're kind of interested in? or um og strains that like are i would maybe lost in history mm -hmm. um that you have heard of uh, i haven't um, seen panama red in a long time like way old um, just some kind of like straight skunk, skunk one, skunk haze. Those would be nice to have. I've, I've heard a lot about skunk. Well, people are looking for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. Like I said, I'm going to try and it might be what I grow at Busty Buds this year. So it just depends on how much, uh, how many strains I can log, you know, to be able to make it a good run of just, you know, OG strains, super limited. So, but I'm really excited. I've wanted to do that for um, over a year now. So trying to collect those. I think I have a lead on Trainwreck. And obviously I already have Cherry Pie. And I have a lead on Headband. So. Nice. Nice. Um, I just recently saw a strawberry cough. Mm -hmm. I'm smoking strawberry fields right now. That one's pretty amazing. Can you tell me more about mm -hmm. it? Um, that one I got from a, uh, from a 502 clone bank. Um, it's a great, 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 um, indoor and outdoor strain. It grows, um, very sativa like, um, and it smelled completely different wet than it did dry. It was very, um, strawberry shortcake ish when it was wet and then dry is super lemony. Super lemony. Hmm. Um, what is the lineage behind it? Do you do you know? I don't know. I'm sorry. I need to do a little bit more research. I when I purchase them, I go by what it says, but I I don't recall. That's all right. I mean, personally, <laughs> I've always been that guy in the stoner mm -hmm. session. Hey man, what's the lineage of this? My friends are like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so that's just been me ever since mm -hmm. uh the first time i started smoking maybe about 12 years ago mm -hmm. uh, i've been on this quest to literally smoke as many strains as i can and mm -hmm. uh it's pretty interesting because i'm i'm now like i'm now in a, in a perfect place to really start actually understanding the strains and not just like mm -hmm. smoking boost strains too yeah but, like, i mean it's like so I, I kind of went from trying to just smoke as many strains to actually just trying to search for as many old strains as I can then bring it back forward. And it's, it's a lot better that way. Cause, um, when I get the seeds and when I get the smoke and when I get high, it's just a much better, much better high. And I'm kind of mm -hmm. learning more about cannabis history when I go for these older strains, you know, um, yeah. Afghan strain, Hindu strains, Bubba mm -hmm. Kush's, uh, learning, 
learning about the West Coast culture and what we've had to go through and with uh, um, OG Kush and just everything. It, it's a fascinating story about cannabis and mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. Um, so is this going to be like a lifelong thing? Are we going to forever see Queen Kush uh, in Washington <laughs> State reign? You know, because hey, as as far as I can see, um, Washington State's never going back to being weedless. These dudes make so much money and they love it. They Everyone loves being high. Honestly, I'm pretty sure like 90% of the politicians get high. So. Yeah. Yeah. Is my mic still going? Hello? I think we dropped. I think uh, you froze. All right, guys. Well, that was it. You know, you heard a little bit about her. Um, hey, have a good evening, everybody. Have a good Friday. Peace out, man. That was a wonderful time, wonderful interview you had uh, to listen to. And she offered some nice stuff about a strain. So go check them out over at Yakma Weed Co., no, I'm not affiliated with them. I just smoke their weed. You know, it's really good. All right. Hey, guys. You guys have a wonderful day. I'm pretty high right now. <laughs>